This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on count of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the true gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise the, the Lord, Lord, the word, the light. All right, be seated, please. Well, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. I don't get to say that very often. Good evening. <clears throat> a young man went to the local bookstore with a new Bible and handed it to the clerk at the cash register. Was it a gift? Asked the clerk. No, I bought it for myself, he said, and I made a mistake. Didn't you like the, the translation or the, the format? Oh no, the man said. The format was clear and the translation was fine. I, I made a mistake. The clerk said, well, you know, I, I need to write down a reason for the return. Well, in that case, said the man, write down that there's a lot in that book which is tough to swallow. Sometimes it's tempting to uh, to boil the whole Bible down to a few verses like the ones in Luke's version of the Beatitudes. This is an impossible task. There are some passages in the Bible that are tough to swallow. This is, the one, this is one of them. The burden on us is not to believe some astonishing miracle. There are events described in the Bible which stretch our credulity moments, like uh, which provoke us to scratch our heads in curiosity. But this text does not speak about any of them. Jesus was speaking to those who were victims and oppressed. He is not telling them to roll over and play dead. His words are a form of nonviolent resistance to oppression. All through the New Testament, Jesus showed compassion for the less fortunate of the society of his day. The same compassion he shows today. We as Christians uh, are called on to show the same compassion. This text is difficult to comprehend because the Lord describes the world in ways quite different from the ways we are accustomed to seeing it. The ones whom the world ignores are the ones who receive God's blessing. The ones whom uh, the world honors are the ones who are cursed. It's a complete reversal of the way we usually see things. God blesses those who are hungry for righteousness. 
Jesus gives us a picture on how we should live. We are the poor, the hungry, and the mourners. We are often poor in spirit. Our souls are often hungry for spiritual nourishment. We weep for those who do not know God. The key to looking at the Beatitudes is faithfulness. Jesus told people to find new ways of resisting evil. Love your enemies does not make much sense in today's world. It doesn't seem practical in today's world where people often do whatever it takes to get ahead. It's not very practical, not in the sense of getting ahead in the world or doing what comes naturally. Some of you may remember the, the story of Matthew Shepard, the Wyoming man who was brutally beaten for being gay, beaten because one man felt that he had made a pass at him. The men felt foolish and unmanly. So he got a friend to help him and they put the, and they put the young college student in his place. The two of them beat Matthew over and over again, tied him to a fence on a country road, and left him alone in the <clears throat> left him alone in the freezing night. By the time someone found him the next morning and took him to the hospital, there was no way to save him. Matthew Shepard died as hundreds stood in candlelight vigil outside the hospital. The two men who killed Matthew were arrested, tried, and convicted of the brutal hate crime. Having been found guilty of first-degree murder, they deserved the death penalty in the state of Wyoming. But Matthew's mother came before the, came before the judge. <clears throat> she asked the judge to spare the lives of these guilty men. Who can understand what, what she had gone through in, in, in all the agonizing months leading up to that trial? What mother could sleep with images of her beloved son tied to a fence, beaten and alone through the cold night? What sort of people could do this to another human being? Hmm. Love, your, love your enemies, Jesus said. Do good to those who hate you. When we hear these words, we should remember Matthew's mother, her own life shaped by a gospel deeper than hatred, stronger than revenge. I honestly don't know if I, could, if I could do what she did. But we should see her as a witness to the power of the gospel. Such love is not practical, but it can change the world. Luke was out to prove that Jesus came to do away with distinctions that made some people think they are better than others. This is a universal gospel and a, the universe is populated by the less fortunate. Luke and Jesus are on, the, on their side. The rich had problems hearing and rejoicing in the gospel because it had them to change their ways and share. This was bad news for them. On the other hand, the poor heard him gladly because, because of the message of hope and liberation. This is where the gospel is vital and life-changing. Christ asks us to reverse the normal way of thinking and let our hearts and minds be ruled by blessing loving and forgiving those who persecute us as we do these things to others we learn not to do them to, we, we learn not to do them ourselves the beatitudes must be our attitude the beatitudes call uh, call on us to look at our lives and accept the blessings god gives us as a sign of god's faithfulness to us and return to to live in such a way that we show <laughs> that we show by word and example our faithfulness and commitment to proclaim the good news of God in Christ to others. That was a long sentence. <laughs> On All Saints Day, we remember those ordinary people of extraordinary commitment. Saints are ordinary Christians whose lives reflect the life of Jesus. The Beatitudes calls us to live lives that reflect the life of Jesus. In so doing, we become saints on earth. This will not be easy, just like it was not easy in Jesus' time. He spoke these words to encourage people, and they can encourage us today. When bad things happen to good people, they must rejoice, because they will receive their just reward in heaven. When the going gets tough, well, the tough get going. We build on the foundation that the saints of the past laid by 
passing Christ's message on to the next generation. To do so, we need to be ordinary people of extraordinary commitment as well. We all need to be counted in that number, like it says in the old song, when the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number. We are rich materially and we are full materially. We might not think we are rich if we compare ourselves to professional athletes, entertainers, or corporate CEOs who have more than we do, to say the least. But we are rich, rich if we compare ourselves to most of the world's population. Our stomachs, closets, drawers, basements, attics, and garages are full. Jesus is, is sad when he sees us make decisions that are contrary to what is best for us, for what he has in store for us. He teaches us to see the world's sorry little uh, treats for what they are compared to God's heavenly banquet. The poor in this world will receive God's blessings. Our behavior is a natural expression of inward goodness. In other words, you do as you believe, as you do. I'm oh, sorry, you do as you believe, and you believe as you do. Those who satisfy only their physical needs will, will experience a terrible spiritual famine. You take control of your life. Don't, don't let someone else or something else determine it for you. Don't let, the world don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. You make your part of the world into your mold. Injustice in this life will be reversed in the next life. God will win over all the forces that take away a person's humanity. If God embraces us, the world can't take that away. To grow into becoming a Christian is in no small part to be converted into, those, into, the seeing, into seeing the world as God sees it. It is to be given new eyes to look upon people and events from an eternity-loving perspective, eternally-loving perspective. Christians have responded to the Beatitudes by becoming advocates for the poor. That's why we have organizations such as the Food Bank and the Salvation Army. How do we share the blessing of poverty? Here are some ways. Celebrate the freedom, hope, and salvation that is coming. Share your blessings. Accept the forgiveness of those we have exploited. Know that God has rescued us from sin, death, and the grave. Learn from the poor that there is joy in the gospel, a joy for which we are longing. Jesus outlines what it means to be a Christian. Christianity is to work among the people and not from a faraway spot. That is why Jesus came down from the mountain to deliver the Beatitudes to the disciples and through them to us. Our obsession with wealth tends to get our values out of whack. It deadens us to the spiritual rewards that will await those who serve God. It takes practice to change our ways and love the less fortunate and live the Christian life. When we die and fall to the earth, what energizes us is not our old self, but a new creation, eternally bound to God. Jesus is our higher standard, and the closer we are to Him, the more ready we are to love the poor. Happiness comes from within. People, when people look for happiness elsewhere, they are less happy rather than more. If we live according to Christ's plan for our lives, we would have a zest for living that would know no bounds. How should we treat our enemies? One day long ago, when things were looking darkest for the free world, Adolf Hitler was addressing a large audience in Germany. Now, you've heard the story before. In the front row sat a man of pronounced Semitic appearance. Now, following the address, Hitler came down from the platform, walked up to this man and said, while I was speaking, you were laughing. What were you laughing about? The man replied, I wasn't laughing, I was thinking. Well, what were you thinking about? asked Hitler. I was thinking about my people, the Jews, 
and that you are not the first man who didn't like us. You know, a long time ago, there was another man who didn't like us. His name was Pharaoh, and he put heavy burdens on us down there in Egypt. But for years, we Jews have had a feast called Passover. And at that feast, we have a, a little three-cornered cake. And we eat that cake in memory of Pharaoh. Years later, there was another man who didn't like us. His name was Haman. And he did his best to get rid of all the Jews throughout the realm of King Ahasuerus. But for years, we Jews have had another feast called the Feast of Purim. And at that feast, we have a little four-cornered cake, and we eat that cake in memory of Haman. And while you were up there speaking, sir, I was sitting here thinking and wondering, I was wondering what kind of cake we were going to eat to remember you by. <laughs> yes, the Jewish man had a point. We must love our enemies if at all possible. But sometimes we need to heed the word of an old Irish blessing that goes like this. May God bless those who love us, and those who do not love us, may he turn their hearts. If he does not turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles, so we may know them by their limping. <laughs> On All Saints Day, we remember that Christians are not isolated individuals who live in the world alone. We are connected. We pause to remember those who have passed on, but in whose memory we hold dear. We also remember their impact on us and our own impact as people of God on the whole world. Following Jesus involves a particular kind of politics, the politics of love. This is in contrast to the politics of our world today, the politics of hatred, supremacy, and me first. We show grace to others because God has given grace to us. Those who have been redeemed by God are able to be generous toward others. People who hurt us may themselves have hurt that uh, have hurts that are causing them to act in ways that they never would otherwise do. When we hurt, it may affect how we respond to others. The only way we can heed Christ's command to love like he loved us is to surrender to his spirit. If we surrender to him and ask him to come into our hearts and love there, we can heed his command to love one another as he loves us. Wow. That gives me goosebumps. Amen. I don't know if y'all have noticed in the sermons the last couple of months, we've really hit on a lot of love. A lot of, I mean, it's been very, very prominent in the sermons. I think there might be a reason for that. Let us pray. If we would but listen, we could hear them. The bus driver who sang school songs with us, and the coach who whispered encouragement before sending us into play. The teacher who never gave up on us, and the friend who talked to us when no one else would. If we would but look, we could see them, the grandfather with dimpled knees from playing marbles with the neighborhood kids, and the nana with nicked hands from hammering nails for affordable housing, the crossing guard who always stepped in front of traffic before we could, and the couple who have not stopped holding hands since they first said I do. If we would but pay attention, we could learn from them, the single mother who opened up the world of reading to a new generation, and the nurse uh, ups, uh, the nurse who sat by our child's bed after her shift ended. Those who fought dragons in ancient tales and those who faced criminals on our street corners. The saints are all around us. So make us mindful of them, God and community, holy in one. Amen. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared. Through Jesus Christ our Savior, we pray. Amen. At this time, the names of our loved ones and family members will be presented and spoken, followed by the ringing of the bell for each name. 
Today's Paschal candle is lit today in grateful remembrance of all the saints from uh, who from their labors rest. Guys, if I mess up the names, I apologize. Please feel free to correct me. Betty Jo Tuttleton. Frank Tottleton. Is it Tottleton or Tuttleton? Tottleton? Very good. Tottleton. Very good. Oh my God. Brady Ryan Witcher. Right there with you, Baylor. Gypsy. You're not going to get all of them in there, baby. Just go ahead and just light. Just light. Just light. Just go ahead and light. All loved ones who have passed on. Stephen Burke. Keith Hollis. Romeo. Fang. Buddha. Chad Smith. Roland Rodriguez. Jewel. Jared. Ronald Jerome Alford. Kevin Francis McCool. Patricia Gwen McCool Peaton. Charles Edward McCool. Okay, Kevin. Go ahead and have a seat. John Bradford Taylor. Patricia Ann Dixon Cole. Granny Vera Forrest Plants Dixon. Plants? Forrest Plants, yeah. Great name. Beautiful name. I've got a couple blank ones here. I think that was probably meant for those we forget, but don't forget. We're human, so we do forget sometimes. So there we go. There's those. Give them a bell ring. These are people who make us. They are parts of our lives that, even though they're not hearing or they've moved on, they still affect us every day. We still think about them. They still are part of us. They are our saints. And it's our duty to use those memories for good and in a Christian way. Yeah, please. Remember these people. Don't ever forget. Because obviously they're important to you. I didn't have to prod you to, to write these names down or anything. You were right there writing them down. And I was too. And I hate to tell you this, but then the list gets longer the older you get. But you know what? That's just a few more of them up there watching out for us. So This is a rejoicing time. It's hard to sometimes say the names and remember that they're gone. But they're not because you're part. They are part of you now. They're in, they're in here. You, your actions, the way you live, the way you act, that's you. That's you. That's them. That's you. You kind of melded. I'm not, I know I'm turning into my mother, so, you know. <laughs> so, I thank you for, for doing that. That's, I think that's one of the more moving uh, ceremonies we do. Um.
for the announcements and we're almost done the all-day adventure of all saints sunday all right guys announcements it's the most favorite time for everybody the announcements i'm trying all right let's go even the computer's even like ready to go to bed it's just like lagging over there isn't it it's gonna crash it is all right, pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. This is a place where you can give you prayer requests. We're going to go through this short and sweet. Guys, it's been a long day. Okay, prayer requests, pray at DallasULC.com. If you have any questions, please see us at DallasULC.com. Let's go. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints, I believe is what's next. Nope, I'm wrong. We've got, you can make a difference. You can donate to Dallas Free Universal Life Church. And why would you donate to us? Because we are a nonprofit organization. We're a nonprofit corporation. None of us here take a salary. None of us. We're all volunteers. And, um... You're not getting paid for this? No, we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> not, not, not on this earth. Not, not, long, not now. Maybe later. Look, um... We need some help in the financial department. And so I'm, I'm, I've been kind of, you know, trying to talk to people and, and, and talking with all of you every Sunday about the, the fact that this does take money to run. Unfortunately, that's the way the world goes around. We're hurting, and it's hard to keep these doors open every week, and I, I, I can't fathom having them close. So, to all of you out there, I'm just going to find the camera. So, there it is. To all of you out there, to all of you here, um, try and start to think about ways um, of raising some money for our church, ways of helping us. And if you can help us out there in Cyberland or, or YouTube land or podcast land, and you like what you're hearing, you like what you're seeing, please uh, think about offering us a donation. Um, we won't be here if you don't. And we're only here because of you. So um, I'm not good at fundraising. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm, I like to preach the word. I don't really like to preach money, but it's something that's a necessity for our church. And, well, we need some. <laughs> so help us out if you can. You can do that all by going to anchor.fm slash bishopmarks.support. That's our podcast. They host a, a place there. All of the money goes directly to us. Uh, and that's uh, through uh, uh, Anchor at Anchor.fm. Another place you can go, you can always go to DallasULC.com. DallasULC.com has all the information, the latest information. I try and keep it up to date, up to the minute, and, you know, as close as we can to real time. Always, if you shop at Amazon, please make sure you always shop at Smile.Amazon.com. Smile.Amazon.com, and make sure your charity is Dallas Universal Life Church. If you do so, Amazon graciously will give Dallas Universal Life Church half a cent for every dollar you spend, and we appreciate that. It does add up, believe it or not, it does. Get a few more people doing it. We'll see some nice charity from that. Okay, next. Another way to make a difference, volunteer. All of you here know about this. We're a small church. Sometimes we're a one-man church, but we only work on volunteers. I mean, only work, we only, the only way this works is with our volunteers. None of us, like I said, none of us take a salary. If you'd like to join us and volunteer, if you haven't had the opportunity to experience such a rich, fulfilling experience as volunteering here at United, Dallas Universal Life Church, please feel free to visit us at DallasULC.com or hey, just come on in and talk to me, Bishop Mark. I'll be glad to find something wonderful that you could help us with. We always need volunteers. All right. This should be compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. There's going to be another email address, guys. Feedback at DallasULC.com. I think that's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. You got one of these, you go here. All right, let's go. It's okay. Let it go. That's right. That's right. That's right. Forget what you think you know about church. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Why? Can you believe it? Guys, we're almost to 100 episodes. We're going we're gonna to break that. I have it under the exact number right now. i got to count it from last last month or last uh, season, which was last year. But we're getting real close. We're over, um, I think we're over 7,000 plays now. Um, yeah. So, it's, it's people are listening. They are listening. They're hearing us. 
Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out our podcast, please do so. It's it's different to listen to to, to podcasts. I tell you every week, you know, I say the same thing every week. It's different to listen to the podcast than it is to watch it or to even be here in this in the uh, in the church uh, with us. Um, so go check it out. All you have to do is go to your favorite browser, your favorite search engine, and type in "Your Path with Bishop Mark." Your Path with Bishop Mark. But there's something new that we're going to check out first. Don't hit any buttons yet. Watch this. You know, we we have it. You have anybody that has this Alexa thing, right? They can go on and they can say certain things and do certain things with it. Well, you know, for me to watch to listen to the podcast uh, for for Bishop Mark. I had to say so-and-so, go check so-and-so and do this and do that and go around the world and come back and tell me if I can listen to the podcast, right? Well, we have a new one. So here we go. Now, my Alexa is named Computer, so don't be confused. If you have Alexa, it's also Alexa, which is, I named mine Computer because it just makes it a little easier for me. So here we go. Computer, play your path. Welcome back to your path with Bishop Mark. Oh. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty awesome. And anybody in the world can do that. That's not just for us. That's anybody. Computer, stop. Check it out. See, you don't even have to get out of, get out of your seat. You just tell Alexa slash computer slash whatever you named her. That's awesome. I like it. So all you have to say is, computer. I don't want to say it again. I want to say computer. Play your path. Your path. That's it. Okay? Of course, you can always, if you don't want to do it that way, you can always catch us on one of these wonderful providers. If I have a back page here, I'll tell you who they are. They are. I can't see in the notes right now. That's okay. They are Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Podbean, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Yes. What? You said something. All right. So there they are, guys. If you don't have one of those, you're probably not listening to podcasts, but there's a place to get them and get online. Go check it out, really. It's, it's a lot of fun, all right? I believe that's probably it. Again, today was rough. We had a long day. Um, always when we do a little bit of a different service, it's, it's, it kind of throws a wrench in things to begin with. But then when the printer doesn't want to print, and there's no reason it doesn't want to print that section, I don't understand it. That's part of it. And then when... You know, I don't know what else went wrong. I mean, everything went wrong today that could possibly go wrong, but you know what? We're still here smiling. And I thank you all for showing up and helping us today because that sure would have been tough to do by myself. Um, y'all are doing now what we talked about earlier about being that Christian who becomes those saints that we talked about earlier. You can be somebody's saint. You can. Amen. Even them. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, I mean, Ben, that's a pot calling a kettle black baylor. Bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? I haven't said that in way too long. Mm-hmm. It has been too long. It has been. I want to get rid of the band bun. We're banned oh. from the church. Cameron <laughs> has decided to join us again today, and we're we're extremely glad that he's back with us. Tim is the inaugural congregant. The the inaugural, the congregant emeritus, if you will, mm-hmm. for our church. Yeah, but the uh, yeah. He's got a style all his own. His hair has always been. 
an interesting topic of conversation. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not used to have here. You know, but yeah. We went, well, I've got clippers. You know, you don't ever let me use them. You said you tell me to do that at home. I tell you to do your face at home. Mm-hmm. All right. Cheers. Yeah, here's the problem with, with you and clippers. I walk in there a week later, I'm still finding remnants of you throughout my, 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 my bathroom and my, my laboratory. And You're just, welcome. No, 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 no. No, no, no. All Saints Day. Let's hold this here. Hey, Gavin, put out the candles. Well, those, those magic candles, you will not come back. Yeah, we used all those up when Jesse was here. Ah, okay. Jesse's a friend. It was his birthday. So, we talked about, we had a different service today, and we were, I'm not even going to say how late we were, because, I mean, it's just, I'm absolutely embarrassed about it. Um, but every single thing that could have gone wrong today, just, just about did. And we came through the other end okay. So that tells me that if we can get through that, we better be able to get through anything that we do because that was, I'm seriously, I mean, I've never seen everything fail the way it did today. The computer, the, the printer, the, I mean, just everything. And then, and then we just ran out of time trying to get it fixed, but we got it fixed. We got through it. And only in the PowerPoint, right at the beginning of service, when I'm ready to go, the PowerPoint completely wipes itself out. The one I've worked on all day to make it perfect and pretty and whatnot. Yeah. Well, if it was always easy, we wouldn't appreciate you're right, it. You're right. No, no. It, but it's hard already. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to, to make myself a martyr or anything, but you know, it's, it's a lot of hours to do what we do here, um, to make Sunday happen. And one day I'm going to get it down where we get it where we're supposed to be on time. I mean, I have to admit, the last two weeks, last two weeks, one, we were half an hour late, okay, and the other one, we were on, on the dot at 3 o'clock when we started. So... Uh, we're, you know, I'm trying. So, no matter how many, you know, little reminders and, 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 and cues I give myself, it's still something, something happens, and it does, and you just got to roll with it, and I appreciate y'all being so understanding about that. Now, let's talk about what happened today. We had a, uh, um, All Saints Day is the 1st of November. It's traditionally celebrated on the 1st of November, right after All Hallows Eve, which is Halloween, which was last week. So, why did we have it today? Well, um, a lot of churches have decided that it's it's, it's kind of a it's, it's almost a burden to ask its congregants to come to church on you know the, the, the All Saints Day, especially when it's like a day away from Sunday. So they they kind of blend it together and just make it All Saints Sunday. You know, I don't think God's going to be too much of a stickler on on the actual date about that. I think that's something we made, and I think that if we remember what we're doing and what we're, what we're there for, that we're celebrating, that's the important part. What did y'all think of the campus tonight? I liked it. I, I really enjoyed that we didn't have like the, the, the sign. You know, yes, I know. I made the decision to have the sign out. It bothers me because it makes me look, I, to me, it looks like we're closed, you know? But you're right. I, I, after looking at the video last year, um, it, it looked it was just too bright. And it was just it nothing but backlighting me. And, you know, I want to make sure everybody can see my face, of course. Always. <laughs> no. This face for radio that I have. Um, yeah, I'm telling you. What is that song? All these lines on my face getting clearer. I, that just rings in my head every day. You know. What about you, Gavin? It's a good way of I would have to say, as far remembering where you came from, and remembering that to respect where you came from as well as to honor. You know, in our society today, especially in American society, we uh, try to hide away and shut away our elderly. We're ashamed of them. They're, they're no longer useful to us. You look at some of the, the Eastern cultures that have been around a lot longer than we have. They put their elderly on a pedestal. They revere them. They honor them. They respect them. They can learn from them. And let me tell you something. Let me fix that for me, please. Get that back on the on the round table thing. Because that, that drives me nuts. When that little screensaver goes on there, if you don't mind, please. It just needs to back up again, or it's kind of it's kind of cut off. Yeah, did you close it? You can't close it. So my point is here. Um, my point is, look, and it's kind of been you know a message I've been trying to send out all my life, really, since I've I mean, I I've always I've had 
friends in the past who are older than me. I still do. And I, I make a point of that. I don't mean I want to go out searching for, you know, the geriatric crowd or anything. I mean, I'm getting pretty close to it myself. But I found that by having older friends uh, who I can talk to, it's almost like, and I don't want to put it this way, because it's not, it's not what I'm, I don't mean it that they're my parent. But it's like having more of a brother, a big brother, or a parent figure that's been there and can relate to you and can understand, you know, it's a different time maybe, but it's the same situation and they can kind of give you some of their insight as to what it was like and how they got through some of the uh, trials of life, you might say. You know, if we would just listen to some of the elderly, some of the older people in our community and learn from that and take some of those, some of their advice, listen to how they, how they got through things in their life, we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to go through those same trials again. We would just know how to fix it, right? Because they've already done it. They made it through. They, they're still alive. They're still here. They're, they're, they're surviving. Of course, our human instinct is that, well, we got to try it ourselves first. You know, we got to make sure I can do better than that. You know, I, I watch, watch, I'll do it this way and I'll be, I'll, I'll do so much better. Well, usually we fall on our face and realize in the end that we should have probably listened to the advice because they've been there. They've done that. That's right. And I got something. The sermon. Yes, sir. On the sermon. Talk to me. I'll offer a little bit of perspective uh, here. Absolutely. We talked about how the meek shall inherit the Beatitudes. Uh -huh, the Beatitudes. The poor are blessed are the poor. How is that? I mean, and you, you brought it up. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around it. <laughs> and I would offer this. Think of it as Blessed are those who aren't controlled by their earthly Absolutely. objects. I think that's kind of the point. Not, Absolutely. Not that rich people don't aren't, don't receive blessing. It's just are they are you governed by are you are you ruled by your objects? Do they rule you? Well, you would talk about that going back to the story of the the man who had the the farm the the, the, the farm where he. One year got an abundance of crops, and instead of doing the right thing and taking the crops and sharing his overabundance, he stored them away for himself for later, more than he needed. Right? That was his sin, and so that's what we're talking about here. You know, provide for yourself. You know, be comfortable, but you don't need all of it. I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody. I mean, I mean, I've got way too many of certain things like that I don't need, and. That's hard in our world because that's the opposite of what our world tells you to do. It says you're not successful unless you have five flat screen TVs in your house, two, two cars, and 2.2 children. You know? What? It's hard. It is hard to live in today's world, but who said being Christian was easy? I'll tell you who said it was going to be. Who, who thinks it's, that they've got it down pat and they think they've got it all in control? That's those Christians. Oh, not those. Those Christians. Baylor knows all too well about those Christians. He used to be one. Being Christian is being Christ-like. And that means in every sense of the word you can possibly be. You cannot be perfect like Christ. I'm sorry, we can try. We can strive for it, but we're not. God knows that. But we have decisions to make to make ourselves as close to perfect as we can be. And being men and women for others there's no selfishness in that. And that's the point here. Kind of have to ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Oh, Lord. It, it really, that's what it is. You, you have fact, to. But I had an idea. <laughs> I'm going to get wristbands with WWJD on it, and I'm going to sell them. Oh, my God. So as a reminder. What, what, this came out in the 90s, didn't they? Oh. 80s or 90s. I was already done that? All right. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like deja. I think we just jumped on the time machine. All right. WWMD. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't. No, we're not doing that one because I am not a one, one to follow. A, be, be followed. I'm not. Look, I may be a leader in some senses of the word. Okay, I try, I try to be. I'm not perfect by any means, and I tell people this all the time. I'm not a mouthpiece of God. I don't know your path. That's not my job. That's your job, right? I can't tell you your path. I can help you to kind of tune in on it, but I can't tell you what your path is. I don't know. I have no idea. I know what my path is. Most of it, I still have past yards of it that I'm sure I'm going to miss. That's not. I'm here to help you guide, help guide you a little bit, and just to share with you what I've learned in my life and what God has shown me. That's all I can do because I don't know anything else, right? Yeah. So some of these preachers that get up there and just think that they are God, 
that's a warning sign right there because right. God wouldn't, you know, look. Yeah. I'm just like you. I'm, I'm, we're in this together, guys. Um, tell you what I tell my kids. Do as I, do as as I, I say, tell you, not, as not I what do. I do. My mother Damn said, it. <laughs> my mother said that to me all the time. Do as I say, not as I do. And children are to be seen and not heard. Right. Right. Um, today we dedicated the service uh, to my mother. Um, we kind of... <laughs> We kind of saw part of the video. Um, y'all seen it before. It's one of the ones I've done for my mom. Uh, I, I believe it's it was 2011, so that would make it eight years now. Uh, this coming Tuesday is her uh, it's the anniversary of her death. It's interesting because the cycle of life continues, and you know I, I had to spend some time up, up north in Denison uh, last week or this week last week end of last week with a very close friend of mine and uh, his grandmother has had a stroke and is on my support and, and there's there's no hope but she's probably already gone they're just keeping her body alive but tomorrow they're going to be taking her off of life support and letting her go and I, I, I knew her very well I mean her and I had our issues and we had our cry sessions and growing up sessions and you know we with every relationship if you will we evolves and it being, I mean, kind of coinciding now with the anniversary of the death of my mother. I guess as you get older, the anniversary of deaths are going to be just about everywhere. You know, after poor Aunt Patsy, right. I ask her all the time. She's 94 years old. I mean, she's, her entire generation is basically gone now. I mean, she's one of the few left. And I try and put myself into her little bitty shoes and squat down a little bit and kind of see the world from her perspective. Yes, it was a short joke, sorry. <laughs> she, she calls herself vertically challenged. <laughs> yeah. And she is, to me, she's one of the strongest women, not only in her faith, but just as a person that I've ever met. For her to have, I mean, that's horrific to watch all of your friends and family die. Just slowly, just, choo, 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 they're gone. She takes it, she knows, she has that faith as a Christian that there's, there's not, nothing to be sad about here. And if I'm being sad, I'm being sorry for myself. So, I mean, it's just, it, what I was just saying was um, that these two events are now kind of coinciding. It's just really, you have to be thankful. You know, when my mom died, it was, I talked to her that morning. She was gone that, that next day. She was gone overnight. My friend Mark up in, in Denison, his, his grandmother, she's, she's in her 80s. She's had a, a very full life taking care of her adoptive sons. She had two adopted sons and then, of course, her grandson, who uh, one of the sons and her grandson have lived there at her house most of their lives. And she took care of them. She helped whenever she could. She did what she could with them. Gave up a lot of things to do that. And... Uh, you know, my mother did the same with me. I mean, I, I was not—I was not a perfect child or twenty-year-old or thirty-year-old. Took some took some time for me to grow up. Took me a little longer than most, but again, I say that—that's a good thing now because I can relate to people more, right? I don't want to talk my head off over here. I've done a lot, and there's so much I could go into here because I mean, I love my mother, and she was not perfect, but she was my mother, and she—you know—I. Why is it always so much easier to forgive your mother than anybody else, you know? I mean, it was for me. I mean, always. Mom screwed up, you know? It's just mom. And my grandmother, we found out last week also, uh, we've talked about it before, uh, has in-stage Alzheimer's. And uh, the, uh, the nursing home has removed her from the um, secure unit because she's no longer a threat for uh, escaping. She, she no longer walks, she no longer talks, she cannot feed herself, she can't um, change her clothes, use the bathroom by herself. And that's, we expected it. I mean, but it, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's been a steady decline. You know, we've watched it happen, but this one was a big jump from all of those things just ceasing, so. All of these things happening at once for me in a week, it just really makes me, coming into All Saints Day, some of my saints are, are leaving now, and or have left, and I'm remembering them from years ago, whatever. And it's amazing the way God can kind of culminate. I, mean, I don't think God 
decided their their death date based on my ability to talk about All Saints Day. But I think it's interesting how I can bring all that together and, and appreciate the life that I have even more. Every every day, and I know it's cliche-ish, every day is a, is, a, is a gift from God. Every day. Because Mark's grandmother up in Denison, she, she was fine, and she's not now. It was like that, just that quickly. She's not there. She's gone. My mom, she was fine, and she's gone. That's, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a wrenching thing for your body to go through. I would say and encourage you, their spirit is alive. Oh, absolutely. We are watching a, oh. a, a, a shell. I, I agree 100%. Where it's, just, it's. We had, we've all had our, our touches with death lately, right? That is something we have to remember. This body that we fawn over at times, that we try to manscape perfectly or quaff our hair just right or put on the right makeup to cover up the blemishes. This isn't going with us, folks. This is just nothing but a gray pile of dust over here. And that's hard for us to, to, to understand because we're told when growing up, take care of your body. You know, your body's a temple. That's true. This pripping overindulgence thing, you know, come on. You don't need $500, you know, hair mousse. <laughs> come on. There's people that are hungry out there. You are in the top 15. Oh, yeah. Was that your phone? I, I bet it was. I do no, know what that no, was. That was your me. phone. No, it not, was not, not. It no, was it your was phone. Not. No, it was not. <laughs> How much you want to bet? I'm going to tell you who it was. It was your phone. No, it was Dan. <laughs> He's been watching too much Gaither. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> Where was I? I we're, 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 we're in the top something percent. We're in the top 15 or 20 percent of the richest people in the world. You. And me. And you. You're more than that. You're making more than all of us. Top 15 or 20 percent richest people in the world. And what do we do? We bitch that we don't have enough. Yeah. Guys. We have an overabundance. Look at your little bellies. Most most places in this world, you don't see that at all. You don't see over, over the little belly. In fact, you see chunks of it in cheeks and people losing their hair and children dying. So, let's talk a little bit. Because I've done enough talking. So I want you to go where you want to go with this. So where do you want to go? We talked about all Saints Day. We talked about what was a sermon. I mean, how did that come out of you? Was it moving for you when we talked? We did how did that make you did... feel? I mean, was it a sad moment? Were you reliving a funeral? Or were you happy? Were you remembering that these people are who I am? They're part of me. They're, in, they're in, embedded in my being for life. Tell me about your experience as we read the names. Because I know it was amazing for me. I love doing that. It's just a way for me just to remember. Tell me about y'all's. Whoever wants to go first, let's, let's go ahead and do this, and then we'll close out and get some, some food and take care of these bodies. Anybody? I guess I'll go. <clears throat> you got the gift of Gab. Let's go, Gab. One of the primary things that I like about Saint, like I said, All Saints Day, is the fact that, like I said, is remembering where you came from and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But the other part is just realization. It's people who have taught us, mm -hmm. people who have an impact on our lives. People who, you know, not necessarily just, not people who perform miracles or anything like that. It's those who have actually taken the time to, and the love and the care and the understanding of everything along those lines. Who have truly been like and followed Christ-like attitudes. Mm -hmm. and those are miracles, by the way. I hate to tell you, but those things that some of these people do for us. They're miracles because they don't have to. Just, just what I don't mean to interrupt you there, but I had to come in with that. They may not perform miracles. Yeah, most of them do. Most of them do. When a friend comes to you and hands you five dollars because he saw that you needed five dollars, no matter what it was for, okay? That friend, you don't know where that five dollars came from, how hard it was for him to get it, or if he even had it to give to you, but he gave it to you without question. That's a miracle. Yeah. 
in this world of greed, it's a miracle. A mother's love for her child, her unconditional love, is a miracle. God's love, who's always around us, is a miracle, right? I'm sorry, Kevin, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I wanted to make sure you understood it. It's all about just looking a little deeper and realizing how difficult sometimes it is for these people to do what they do for us and what they give up for us. What they give up for us. Anything else, Gavin? Anybody else today? No? You good? You good? Guys, one good thing that we had today for being so late was we got Baylor back. If you remember, Baylor works on Sundays. He's, he's got a, a wonderful job, and on Sundays he just cannot, he can't get away. Um, so you know, he kind of gets a, we would kind of gets a, a brief uh, uh, synopsis of the week during by when we watching the video or hearing us talk about it. But it's nice to have him back and have his voice uh, in the group. And it's wonderful. I see you yawning. It's wonderful to have uh, a roundtable again. I don't do roundtables with one person. That's an interview. It is. And it makes some people uncomfortable. So, it's nice to have CP Ken back. I hope he'll decide to stay with us this time for a little longer. Because we've missed him. Uh, I think that I and, and, and the entire congregation, and me included, uh, have uh, underestimated Tim's uh, uh, commitment, not his commitment, his, his uh, contributions to this church. Uh, honestly, I, I, it's, it's, we had our differences. We had problems, we had mistakes. But in, in the long run, it cost, it cost me a bunch of money, yeah, but <laughs> and that you also saved me a bunch of time and stress and, and did things that you know, were well above and beyond, and I appreciate that. I should know that. I'm not trying to catch your butt to catch your stay, trust me. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm telling you that because I realized that doing this by myself for several weeks, months now, um, it's, it's, it's tough. This is not a one-man show. With all the things we do every week to make all of this happen, there's a lot that goes into it. Okay? I'm going to take the cue from our sign up here. It says, God bless. Have a great week. Guys, let's close this out in prayer. Um, just very quickly. And I want to eat. I'm hungry. I know y'all do too. And I don't know if we got anything in there. I may have to. And I don't have any money. So I'll just say I was going to break down and buy a pizza. But I don't have any money. Literally, I don't. So I don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure out something. We'll figure out something. Mm -hmm. Get some of those donations in here. I say donations. Maybe you think of donuts. See, I'm hungry. Oh, Lord, have mercy on my back. That's what happens when you fall asleep working on the PowerPoint last night in the bed, and you wake up kind of curled up in one corner with your butt kind of like against the headboard, and your head kind of hanging off the bed. The dogs wouldn't help me up. I don't understand it. That's gratitude for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to again come together in round table. It's been way too long. I ask that you help us to continue to bring in New blood, some fresh people, some new perspectives for our church. I also ask that you help us to oh, have a little easier weeks than this one. This was a tough one. We ask that you help us kind of get through some of these trials a little quicker, maybe, maybe help us concentrate more on the word rather than the technical side of things. Lord, watch over us this week. Watch over our families and help us to grow to be uh, saints. For others. We ask all of this through Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.